sometimes I plan way ahead. I've already got planned through December with messages, and so I already know where we're going. But within those time periods when I do plan way ahead, a lot of times God jumps in and says, wait a minute. Uh, he either says, I changed my mind or I want something to happen here with this and something different. And so while I was planning and just looking at some more things for the next three months coming up, I uh, read a little part of this little book here about uh, Henry Blackaby, uh, Seven Truths from Experiencing God. Henry Blackaby is the one that came up with the Experiencing God curriculum. If you're aware of that, know what that is. And I just saw this story, and it jumped out at me, and God said, here, go there tonight. So I said, well, okay, if you say so, I will. Uh, let me read you the little story, and then we'll go from there. It's Henry Blackaby was going back in time when he was pastoring a church, and he said this. He said, a church I pastored began to sense God leading us to an outreach ministry to the university campus, wherever that campus was in whatever town, I don't know. He said, neither I nor our church had done student work before. Our denominational student ministers department, kind of like our association we talk about, recommended we begin with a Bible study in the dormitories. Just go on campus, start Bible studying these dormitories. Okay? For more than a year, we tried to start one but we were unsuccessful. And so they wanted to do what God wanted them to do and thought maybe that's what they were supposed to do. And they said, start the Bible study in the dorms. And we tried for a year, nothing, couldn't get it. Well, one Sunday I pulled our students together and said, this week I want you to go to the campus, watch to see where God is working, and join him. They asked me to explain. And God impressed me with these two scriptures or these scriptures. John six forty four, he told him this. He said, no one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him, and I'll raise him up on the last day. And so Jesus was telling them, as he tells us today, that uh, no one can come to Jesus unless the Father draws us to Jesus. We don't just wake up one morning and say, I'm going to Jesus today. The Father is drawing us if we do that. And we'll make sure we understand the word draw here. Uh, the word draw means to pull or to drag, or to lead. And so here's what Jesus was saying. He said, no one can come to me unless the Father who sent me pulls us, or drags us, or leads us to him. And so therefore, people don't seek God on their own initiative. God has to draw us to Jesus. Uh, I know in my life, I, I didn't just come willingly the first time God said come. Uh, God had to draw. God had to call. God had to literally dragged me, I think is what it was, as it turned out to be. But nevertheless, the Father has to draw us to Jesus in order for us to come to him. And so people don't ask about spiritual matters unless God is working in their lives. People don't come up to you one day and say, hey, could you tell me what the Bible means about this? Could you tell me what the Bible says about that? Uh, unless God's working in their life, they're not going to come to you and ask you a spiritual question. But then when they do, now you say, aha, God's working here. Let me get involved. And so that's what he was trying to tell the students then. We're trying for a year to get Bible study in campus in the dorms. We hadn't tried, hadn't done it for a year. So he said, let's do this. Let's go on campus, watch, see where God's working to join him. And he gave them, gave them the scripture there. Uh, he said, according to this passage, people don't seek God on their own initiative. They won't ask about spiritual matters unless God's working in lives. And he said, I also told our students, if someone asks you spiritual questions, whatever else you have scheduled, canceled your plans. 
If you got a lunch schedule, cancel it. If you got a class schedule, skip it, you know, whatever. Go with that individual and look to see what God is doing in that person's life. So if they come up to you, ask you some kind of spiritual question, stop what you're doing, go with them and ask them to clarify what they mean. Well, that week our students went out to see where God was at work on the campus and to join him. So they did what they were told. They went to campus. Let me just see where God's working. Let me get out here with the people and see what God's doing. Well, on Wednesday, one of the young women in the church reported, Pastor, a girl who's been in class, who's been in classes with me for almost two years came to me after class today. She said, I think you might be a Christian, saying it to this young lady, been in class with her two years, and apparently the young lady, uh, let something know about her Christian life, and she was, said, I think you might be a Christian. I need to talk to you. I remembered what you said, she said. I had a class at that time, but I skipped it. So I'm sure she didn't get a written note from a doctor to skip her class, but she got one from God. We went to the cafeteria to talk. She said, 11 of us girls have been studying the Bible and none of us are Christians. Do you know somebody who can lead us in a Bible study? And so she probably thought, I can't really think of anybody right now, but I'll... No, of course she thought, wow. <laughs> As a result of that contact, we started three Bible study groups in the women's dorms and two in the men's dorms. For two years now at this point, we had tried to do something for God and we failed. For three days, we looked to see where God was working, and we joined Him. What a difference that made. And so it is with you and I. You know, so many times we try to push, and we try to shove, and we try to go, we try to do. We think we need this program going. We think we need to be doing this. We think we know what God wants. And it just doesn't come, just doesn't come, just doesn't develop. Why not? What's going on? And so when we encounter someone who's seeking God or asking about spiritual matters, we're seeing God at work. And so if we come across somebody, whether it's in our family, friends, neighbors, work, school, whatever it may be, that's when we say, aha, God's doing something here. God's at work here. Uh, we said uh, last couple of weeks that Bo has gotten a, a text, uh, two different Wednesdays. Are y'all starting Wednesday night programs yet? She has four children. She's ready for her children to go. Whether she comes or not, she's ready for her children to be here. So she gets an hour break. And so he said, no, we're not there yet. We need, still need more people working. And Cheryl was in a store this week, and she was interacting with the, the cashier, the owner of the store, and they were talking about this, that, and the other. And something was said. Her name was called, and you're Cheryl Emery. And a lady standing over there said, Cheryl Emery, Brother Larry's wife, Longstraw. You know, they get in a conversation, and she said, when are you all starting uh, Wednesday night back? My daughter wants to come. And she explained to her that we don't have enough people yet signed up, but we're working on that. We'll let her know when we do. And then today we go to eat in a restaurant. And a lady's in the restaurant that works in the restaurant, and she said, when are y'all starting Wednesday night back? We, I've got my two children ready to come, and I want them there. When we get started. I said, well, we're working on it. We're still trying to get our staff assembled and get everything ready to go, and when we do, we'll let you know. People asking questions about spiritual matters, that's when you see God at work. And so Jesus said in Matthew chapter 28, Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Well, we know that. He knew that. The people then knew that. Therefore, because I have all the authority, therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely 
I'm with you always to the very end of the age. A lot of times we use a term to recognize these scriptures here. Do you know what I'm asking? Do you, do you know what we call that right here, what we call this? The great, the, the great Commission. We call it the Great Commission. This is a commission from God to say, go out and make disciples of all nations. Wherever you go, make disciples. Be such an influence in their life that they want to become a disciple, a follower of Jesus. And as they begin to follow Jesus, you baptize them, name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And then you begin to teach them to obey everything I've commanded you, and I'll be with you wherever you go. As, as we listen, as we're attentive, as we're looking, as we're noticing, as people are talk, talking about God, asking questions, we begin to realize Here's an opportunity to make a disciple. Here's an opportunity to baptize. Here's an opportunity to teach people about Jesus. Well, at another occasion, that's the Great Commission, so let's go on to something else. On another occasion, one of them, an expert of the law, tested Jesus, him being Jesus, with this question. Teacher, not Lord, not Master, not Savior, but just simply teacher. What is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus, I'd like to know that, teacher. And Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And, he said, wait a minute, I'm not through. The second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and all the prophets hang on these two commandments. So a moment ago we saw the Great Commission. This is now known as the Great Commandment. And so Jesus said, I have a Great Commission. Go out into all the world make disciples. But he said, along the way I've got a Great Commandment. Love the Lord with all your heart, soul, mind, first and greatest commandment. And along with that, love your neighbor as yourself. There was a church in uh, Bogier that uh, Cheryl used to attend before she attended the last church she attended before she attended this church. And so it was uh, had, had T-shirts and she wears a lot. And it simply says this, love God, love people. And that was kind of their slogan. That was kind of their catchphrase for that church. Love God, love people. Made it real simple, real easy to understand, and just love God and love people. And that's what Jesus is trying to tell us here. Just love God and love people, and you follow the Great Commission to do the Great Commandment. Well, then we come to this verse, and this is our last one we look at. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into the harvest field. So Jesus gives us a Great Commission. Go and make disciples. Then he gives us a great commandment, love the Lord and love people. And then he gives us this about the harvest. He said, the harvest is plentiful. There's a lot of people out there that need to be brought into the kingdom of God. But he said, you know what? The, the workers are few. There's just not enough people to go and bring the harvest in because the harvest is so large, it's going to take a lot of people. So he said, here's what you do. Don't ask them to sign up on a sheet. Don't go to them and say, would you do this or do that? What does he say to do? Verse 38, ask the Lord. Have you ever seen those commercials? They don't have them anymore about V8. And they're talking about you could have had a V8, and he finally just you know, does this. I could have had a V8. <laughs> Same thing with this verse. I should have been praying, asking the Lord. Lord, if you want us to have Wednesday night program, because we got people asking, when are you going to start? Rather than me asking you to get involved, I should be asking the Lord. 
Amen, Mary. Why, why didn't you tell me? Why didn't you say you should be asking the Lord, not me? And so that's what we're going to do. That's what we do tonight. But let me show you this. I took time to write this up here. Talk about God working and God doing and God... All this is what we looked at just now. Let me show you some names. You want to see where God's working? Here's some names of people. Uh, BJ and Ashley. They live in the where Miss uh, Vineyard used to live, you know, before she died. They live up there now. It's BJ and Ashley, and that's their children. How many children do they have? Seven. God's working in their life. See, BJ lost his job and tried to find another one. And so uh, this is uh, is Vining's son and grandchildren. And we're communicating all the time. I've talked to BJ, you know, a couple of times about work and all that sort of thing. God's working right here. Uh, people underneath, Nick and Destiny, that's uh, Nick McNeil. And they want to, you know, they, they just, God's doing something there too. Been talking, I talked to him yesterday, Nick. Uh, Austin and Veda, that's another grandson here, but he's married and has Veda, and they have a little girl named Willow. Uh, God's working there. And then there's Tony and Jessica. That's uh, Miss uh, Vining's daughter, Jessica. And they've got three children. In fact, she was saying that yesterday a lady came into her yard trying to find her dog. Her dog has been lost. And came to Miss Vining's yard, and her and Jessica and Travis were out in the yard at the time when the lady came up. you seen my dog. Describe the dog. No, I haven't seen your dog. So they get to talking. Somehow the conversation led around about church. And so Ms. Vining asked her, well, where do you attend church? She said, well, I used to attend a little bit out at uh, New Hope. I hadn't been there in a long time, and now the pastor's died, and, and so I, don't, I hadn't been going anywhere, and so they talked about it, and so she went on. She went on. After she left, Travis, who's a teenager that's been here before on Wednesday night, went to crying. And Ms. Vining said, what's wrong? She said, why didn't you tell me Brother Larry died? <laughs> He misunderstood about <laughs> about church, you know, and where this, you know, new hope and all that. And she had to explain to him, no. <laughs> so anyway, because he knows me, he's been here before. And so anyway, God's working there. Uh, Mr. Vining's son, Bobby, uh, another guy named Nick, uh, Todd and Penny live right up here next to Ms. Vining. Uh, I mean, Ms., uh, to BJ and Ashley in her trailer. Um, Penny is Ms. Vineyard's granddaughter, uh, a daughter, I mean. Uh, Michael and Donna. Donna was here, um, I don't know, three or four weeks ago, sat on the back row back there in the corner, and just moved into a house right down here on Stiles Ranch Road. They bought a house. Uh, you go on down 145 and turn left on Stiles Ranch. It's the second house on the right on Stiles Ranch. I think it's yellow. Uh, her, uh, Michael and Todd, uh, Michael and Donna bought that house and moved into it. She was here that week. We saw her at a restaurant another day, and she said, I'll see you Sunday. And she didn't tell the story because she didn't say what Sunday. She didn't mean, you know, because she wasn't here today. But uh, Donna is Donna Snow. Uh, if you know the Snow family, this is Donna Snow and has children and, and Michael. And so they moved in down here. And so she's looking. God's working there. And then there's Chris and Ashley. Chris and Ashley, uh, their children were in vacation Bible school. How many children they got? One, two, three, four, five children. 
uh, not all the children were in Bible school because this one's too little. She's just an infant baby. And uh, I've talked to Ashley a lot because these two, Maverick and Maley, have a lot of illness. They have a kidney illness and a, uh, other things going on in their life. And <clears throat> they're, they're doing tests all the time, going to doctors all the time. And so I've kept up through Ashley with Maverick and Maley. And when before Bible school, we went to their house and visited, <clears throat> got out and, and went to the door to handle a little packet about Bible school. She came to the door, took the packet, we're talking. And then Carson, the oldest, came to the door also, and he's talking. And he said, you want to see something? I said, yeah, what? He's excited. And he took off running back in the house. She said, I wonder what he wants to show you. I said, I don't know. We'll see. And he comes back with the little baby, Maley. And he's holding the little baby in his hand, arms, and, you know, he wanted to show me his little sister. And said, so this is Maley. And so we talked about Maley, you know, and, and Maley kind of reaches out. So I take Maley, and so we hang on. But, but God's working in their life right there. And so there's, you know, five children, mom and dad and all that. So, so here's the thing. You can just see by these few families right here, and you could keep naming names. I mean, I named all these others a while ago that uh, have called Bo or we saw at the store. I mean, she saw at the store, we saw at the restaurant and all this. God's doing a work. God's moving. And so in, instead of me, <laughs> I'm sorry if I've been asking people to help on, help on Wednesday night. I won't do it. I'm going to ask God. And I'm going to ask him to provide, provide, because as we read the little story here, they tried for a year to get this started in the uh, campus, and they couldn't. It, you know, they, he said, we just need to look, see what God's doing, and, and let God show us. Get, just follow God, lead, lead, let him lead us in what we need to do, and, and we'll go from there. And then it all began to fall in place. And so here's people, there's people out there. And so if we're going to do Wednesday night, we just need to ask God. And say, God, if this is what you want us to do, just you're going to have to provide. Uh, we're willing, but if that's not what you want, then we'll drop it, forget about it, and we'll move on and, and do something else. But uh, here, here's people, there's people. And so what I want to do now is just uh, have a time of prayer and just follow what Jesus said here and, and ask the Lord to provide for whatever He wants us to do and how He wants us to do it and uh, just follow His lead and see where we go from there.